0: are live hey concrete hey danny girl what's going on it's it's new year's eve eve
1: new year's eve eve honey yes Mm -hmm. almost the weekend i'm excited i'm ready yes
0: i'm excited for the weekend i'm tired i need to to rest and just chill but i'm excited for the new year too i'm ready to put 2020 in my rear view so like let's get it
1: Give me your top three moments of new uh of 2020.
0: Oh, that's hard. You can't put me on the spot like that. You go first, and I'll think. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Um, top three moments of 2020, child. I don't even know.
1: Let me see. Um, for me, it's getting engaged. Um, success of the channel, definitely. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess in, 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 in my child doing good. So, you know, like anytime your child is happy and healthy and everything is good, you know, I think mm-hmm. that's uh, probably like the top three things. Well, my child is always pretty good, but still, I'm just always excited because it's, it's, it's hard out here. So, yeah, I think that would be my top three. What about here?
0: I don't know. Like to be completely honest, um, twenty twenty has not been an awful year for me. Knock knock on wood, and thank the Lord. But um, right. I think it's more of like it's kind of like twenty twenty has this somber mood to it, so to speak. But I've had a fairly good year, I guess. I would have to say saving a ton of money. Um, improvements in my credit and the growth of the, of the channel is what I would say uh, for my top okay. three but it's been a good year overall it was hard to even narrow it down
1: okay well that's good that's a that's a blessed year yeah.
0: that's real yeah.
1: I think one of my other moments would be um, I heard we supposed to begin another stimulus check honey
0: oh that little simmy. <laughs>
1: Honey, what are you stimulus. doing with your stimulus check?
0: Girl, like, I mean, it ain't much to, to do anything with, but it'll probably go into a savings account. Um, I, don't, I don't plan on, like, doing any splurging. I spent enough for Christmas. I don't want to see nobody's stores, nobody's online shopping carts. It's like, I'm, I'm over it. I don't want to do any shopping. And that's, that's a rare thing for me. Um, wait a minute, a wait
1: so you're not gonna give your money to your man?
0: Oh no, we don't do that now. Um, but it will go in our mm-hmm. joint account. It'll go in our joint savings account. To be honest.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Sounds good, boo. Babe, I'm gonna give you my check.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How nice of you! Huh? you better be uh, you giving it to him to put towards a wedding. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, no, I, I, it's understanding
1: that Curlin has better money money management skills. Yeah. And if your man has better mo- money management skills, then you should give your money to your man.
0: So what if the what if it's reversed? What if the woman has the better money management skills?
1: You should give your money to your man.
0: <laughs> so both of y'all both of y'all gonna be living out your car. Okay, yeah, I see, I see. I, I don't I'm understand saying, but I don't follow he, logic, but yeah, I got you. No, no. He he might just uh be
1: be one of those type of dudes to spin. so what you do is you kind of sneak in like uh credit counseling um uh meditation like while he sleep.
0: Oh my and- <laughs> Listen, I'm glad I don't have to worry about that. Now, to be completely honest, um, my fiance definitely has better money management skills. He's a saver child, but um, I'm, I'm responsible enough to manage my funds. He know when he starts seeing too many packages coming, he'll let me know. Hey, you know what, what you're doing, but um,
1: <laughs> so, I'm not, so you don't um, just hide your stuff in the trunk and break out with it yeah. and be like, i oh, they had this.
0: I used to my mom taught me it. this is early. I used to be able to hide it because my i used to have everything sent to my daughter's house and we lived close by so i could just get it from her house now we live like 40 minutes apart so it's not easy for me to go over there and you know get my (laughs) stuff so I, i i have to have it come here and then the killing part is even if he's not here he watches the cameras, like, all the time. So, like, he sees that there's a delivery <laughs> on the porch. <laughs> he will, like, watch it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, ain't no sneaking nothing. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. He's like, this woman, I love to spin. So, you know, I'm busted. What can oh, you do?
1: Honey, you got to hide it in the trunk, baby. Um, listen,
0: you think that that's how it's gonna work? Now watch when you and uh, bro curling go ahead and and are in one one home. Well, yo, we've
1: already like, discussed hmm. it. I'm gonna be getting an allowance, so oh, I won't okay. have to hide an anything in the trunk. You're an allowance,
0: not being put on a budget, but you're gonna get an allowance. I thought that was for kids. No, an allowance
1: is for an adult too. Uh, he's going to also have an allowance. We've um allocated
0: I guess it's energy. a word. Maybe a budget. Yeah, like, maybe that is. <laughs> it's just like, it sounds like an allowance. Don't tell me about no damn allowance. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm mad at that because we have some goals and we plan on doing some like, you know, making some uh, major purchases like later this year and you know, um, doing some some planning some trips and all other type of stuff so um it makes sense to, to you know if you know that you like to spend to set a a set amount that you know you won't spend you, a set amount for you to spend every month and ensure that you're not going over that i, I ain't mad at it well, i plan
1: on being completely out of debt 2021 okay. so um I was yeah saying, honey what's your
0: new year's resolution
1: Baby uh, Wait, to, th- to be completely like completely like I don't owe nobody nothing. Okay. Um, but that is my my whole goal is to be completely out of debt like student loans, everything paid off 2021. Mm-hmm. I'm claiming it. And so um, yeah, I- I'm claiming oh, that real, God. real hard. Like I don't want um, you know, I want to start the marriage off like fresh, fresh. Okay. So yeah, 2021 is, we claiming a debt-free year.
0: Mm-hmm. I am not mad at that. That sounds good. Good stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So I got one more question for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you and your beau were dating, did he ever ask you to leave the tip?
0: Um no, he's never asked me to leave the tip. But I know where you're going with this because I've seen the same scenario floating around. But no, um, he never asked me to leave the tip. Um, I don't know if when we were dating, if I ever offered to I, I don't think I, I ever I never offered to pay for the tip when we were dating. Um, but we progressed rather quickly. I would have and or you know, if I had like the thing is I typically when I go out, I know how it is in Atlanta, so when I go out, I typically always take some cash. Like if I remember, I'll grab, you know, $40 in cash. So like, there's been times and even early on in the relationship where, you know, I'm like, okay, well we need to valet and he didn't have cash and I had cash. So I was like, I got it. You know what I mean? Type of thing. But um, he's never asked me to, to leave the tip. And what so, about you? Have Carla never asked you to leave the tip?
1: No, girl, but that would have upset me. I probably wouldn't have said a whole, whole lot about it. I probably would have complied anyway, mm-hmm. but it it generally upsets me because my whole thing is if you ask me out and you're asking me on a date and you're saying like, hey, you know, I want you to come and we're going to go here, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. and we get dressed up and we go out on a date and then you're like okay are, are you gonna leave the tip and to me I think men do that as a shit test oh, and I, I, I don't like it as a shit test mm-hmm. um they act like women don't know these shit tests and won't leave the tip mm-hmm. and still not be as ang- she can still be not shit as a as a person right and so
0: it's Mm-hmm. go ahead I'm yeah
1: I, I just um I disagree with it as a shit test I'm like if you ask somebody out then ask them out um you're not going to really be able to gauge anything by her not leaving a tip and then if you're a bad tipper or if y'all don't tip or whatever she could be a person that doesn't really tip you could be a person that doesn't tip like what if he was the guy he and he left five dollars off a hundred dollar uh check mm-hmm. would you be offended by that would you be looking at him?
0: I, I, first off I don't like to be shit test because I'm a grown woman and I think that that's kind of juvenile but I understand like men are extremely apprehensive when dating in today's day market because women play a lot of games and uh, I want the mantra for women is getting the bag and you know getting what he got getting in his pockets and So as a result, men have their guard up. So I think that that is one like little small thing that they do to try to see where you at. And if you really, you know, just trying to use him and do some dinner whoring, which like you said, you can't always tell from something like that. But personally, um, if a man left a small tip on a large bill, I think that it I would find it tacky. Um, I would just say, um, let me go ahead and add a little something to that. She gave us some good service. I- I'm very tactful and, you know, uh, <laughs> I-, I know how to, you know, I, I know how to Concrete. deliver. Uh, Concrete, uh, you know. what if he be like, what if he be like,
1: Nah, I ain't really, you know, I don't believe in it. Just leave her the five dollars. What you'll say
0: Simply let them know, like, well, that's okay. But we have differences of opinion as it relates to tipping, and you know, I, I know I have friends who work in the service industry, so let's leave a little bit more than that. And I would just take a few dollars out of my purse, <laughs> but, but, and I wouldn't make like a big deal of it right then and there. But as that's we, not like, showing submission. What? Well, hold on. If this is in the beginning of us getting to know one another. I wouldn't make a big deal out of it at that moment, but I would look for an opportunity to bring that conversation up later and talk about like dining etiquette, because that's, that's, that's tacky. You don't do that. Mm.
1: I probably um, would, pro- I would probably uh, like if he, now if it happened, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do anything extra outside of what he said. You know what I'm so saying? just the but, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Being that I was in the service industry, I would feel some type of way. So if I actually went back to said restaurant, then I would probably try to sit in that person's section and I would tip them more. You know what I'm saying? Like cuz I, I kind of you Man, know I'm if you so ever so been so the I'm job, gonna be
0: like let me pull a few dollars out and get this woman some come on, No, boy, I'm not going to. I'm
1: not going to. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to argue with that. Um you know, later on down the line we can maybe have a discussion, but I'll probably just listen to what he says um off top and then, you know, like I'll tell them like you know, um, babe. Have you ever been a a waiter or a waitress, or have you ever worked in the service industry? Mm -hmm. If they say no, then um, yeah, you know, we'll talk about it.
0: But yeah, some people. I I think that there are a a variety of factors as to why a person may leave a small tip. Um, But um, I, I would like I know that you know you you get more flies with honey. Uh, I mean, bees with honey, than flies with poop. So I'm always sweet in my delivery, but I would say, hey, you know, she was good. I got a few dollars. Let me add on to that in a way that I'm not like hurting your ego, but I'm also acknowledging the fact that her service was worth more than a $5 tip. Now, you don't know what his financial situation was, which I mean, you shouldn't be going out spending $100 if you ain't got it. And or some people just don't know, you know, proper dining etiquette. And I saw someone, because I saw this scenario going on on social media, saying oh, that would be grounds for termination. I would lose his number. Like, to me, that's extreme. Especially because yeah. like, if this a good guy, you are gonna get like, you gonna miss out on a good guy because of something so trivial. Yeah, but at
1: the same token, like I said, I get annoyed. I I would probably be annoyed by the shit test that you would ask me. So we go out, you invite me out and we decide to go out and you say, well, can you um, leave the tip? And I'm like, I'm gonna cringe automatically because I'm like, well, why the hell did you ask me out if I was expected to pay anything? And it's not about me being selfish because if I invite you out, I'm going to pay for everything. I'm not going to ask you to leave a tip. I'm not going to ask you to leave anything. It's one check. I want because I'm going to say I took you out to have a good time. Where if I invite you out, I want you to go out. I want you to come out. I want you to have a good time. I don't want you to Mm -hmm. worry about anything. Just have like focus on having a good time. So um, Uh, to me, it's a bit offensive. Like if you add if you invite me out and you ask me to do something, I'm like. Damn, yeah, here we go. <laughs>
0: but you know what? I like I don't like the, the poop testing, but in the situation where he literally just left a tip that was too small or I, I you know I felt that she deserved more, I would just I offer. But um I've never been asked to leave it. However, when i go out with my fiance like i don't mind like paying for that way because i got cash on me and whatever is his is mine and whatever is mine is his anyway so it's still coming out of our household so like we're one so i don't like i wouldn't care if if he said babe you got money for a tip. I absolutely i wouldn't feel some type of way because it's the money from our household no matter whose pocket it comes directly from. But he never, like, he gets offended if I try to pull out my wallet. Like, he's one of those, he's old-fashioned, and he, like, just doesn't believe in that. Like, even he's uncomfortable when his on his birthday and stuff. When I, you know, take him out for nice, extravagant um, dinners and things like that, he doesn't really like it. Like, he don't like a woman, you know, paying, but I'm like, uh, look, we used to kind of go back and forth and we would kind of be fighting over the bill, like trying to hurry up and get the bill, just a little joke. What you fighting over the bill for? Cause I'm like, no, I got it. Like if I'm telling him, I'm taking you out. If I'm like, babe, get dressed. I'm taking you out. We going to listen to some live music and we do all that. I'm taking you out and then we'll get to the restaurant and he'll try to pay. And I'm like, you know, like we, we'll kind of have this thing like when the bill, he like, when the bill comes, don't touch it. And i hurry up and like grab it from the waiter because if I'm treating you, it may be like you had a hard week at work and this is my treat to you or it's your birthday or whatever. And I just want to do, it's like, I just want to surprise you and do something nice for you. You know, it's not that often, but if we on those occasions, I want to pay. Let me pay.
1: Oh goodness. <laughs> um
0: you don't believe in taking a man out and treating him? Uh do you know
1: who Curlin is, honey? Oh <laughs> um, he'd be like bust
0: that wallet open. nobody buying that. No, no,
1: I would say I honestly could say, I honestly can say, um, curtain now. Curlin spoils me, but I think I spoiled Curlin too. Um now you know I'm a single mother, and so I can't afford this. I can't afford curling that much because curling's expensive. I <laughs> be like, I got
0: to take curling and get him McRib. <laughs> <Baby, it's> on <only>. me, <laughs> baby. So i be like, you don't want no polo
1: shirt like normal people. <laughs> Shit, know, Like, baby, listen. I'm
0: trying to. <laughs> be like, yeah. hey, you said, you have expensive hobbies and stuff like that. Yeah, said, girl. Cars and tech are yeah, expensive no. as
1: baby got uh, me looking for a uh, damn uh radion xt 6800
0: no. i'm not even child baby. i don't even know that language like i couldn't imagine that honey of, like, no listen and shout
1: out to my habitual line stepper brothers because they were on it well i called them up and they'd mm-hmm. be they be on it and so I had I ended up going to Best Buy to um get some headphones for my um my nieces and uh, my son, mm-hmm. and uh, I was talking to the salesman, and so you know I decided to ask, and he was like, "Are you looking for the X tier?" And I I felt like I knew what I was talking about, even though I couldn't tell you what either one of them shits, child. <laughs> but it was so funny because they actually gave me enough to kind of let me know. But it's just yeah. like um yeah. yeah. I was, I, well, I'll try to spoil Kirtland, but Kirtland... But is-
0: yeah, you spoil people with yeah. those little things. Like, luckily for me, my fiancé doesn't have... I mean, he has a ton of hobbies, but he's more into, like, Horticulture and you know planting and you know he likes music so you know maybe like a guitar and things like that might maybe on the more expensive end of things that he likes but you know African drums and things like that are expensive so those are things that he likes but I can always find like a plant or you know you know he makes his own liquor so you know maybe get him like a wine barrel that he can age the I mean not a wine barrel but a whiskey barrel that he can age the whiskey in and things like that that are more affordable. you know? Yeah, that's yeah that text stuff, baby. That's that's a whole nother. Um, baby, um, when I stuff. say every
1: time, every time, some new, and and then if he doesn't get the stuff. <sighs> Honey,
0: Jerome said I
1: wouldn't let Curlin add cheese to the McDouble <laughs>
0: uh-uh, you can't use that I'm a single mother if he's trying to add cheese baby you gotta go baby, to you know the, the first couch. thing I'd be like you know I'm a single mom right <laughs> you better look through that couch and get some change for that man to get some, uh, cheese on his burger
1: then talking about stuff Chobby looking crabby like damn he don't want no, no shoes or yeah. Like a little game, yeah, right. Oh, I feel you
0: you. Know, okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. I like got you. a little bottle of cologne or something, like back in the day, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, cologne is pretty expensive now, though. Like, yeah, like uh, baby, I can't even, even go hundreds of dollars.
1: Oh, honey, he ain't yeah. talking about no creed or no bun, uh, mm-hmm. child. I'd be like, I can't go to TJ Maxx and Marshalls like I used to, honey. It was, it was- <laughs> All
0: those days over, boo. You wanted a Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the good quality man. You gotta spend a good quality, point. <laughs> good quality <laughs> On <point. laughs> um, brother. So, um, <laughs> but uh, about <laughs> this topic, though says like about this topic we talking about the sisterhood versus pick me honey, them look mm, 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 let me just say (laughs) let me just say wait, wait. which um, team you
1: on today? which team you on?
0: you know, I like to play the middle of the road so you ain't gonna play if I have to to pick it, I would have to I would have to depict me if I had if okay. I had to pick I'm probably more often categorized as a pick me than not okay 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 <laughs> but um so we we are actually going to talk about um one one team versus the other um me see. You know, we, we we have a few that, that frequent our platform. Uh, we are sometimes tagged with the term pick me because we, you know, tend to um, <clears throat> we tend to subscribe to some of the same thought processes as some of the men in this space sometimes.
1: Uh, Uh, Wait a minute. So provider, I know you ain't talking to me. You talking to concrete. He said y'all switch when it's convenient. Concrete. Oh, Mm. oh, no,
0: Mm. no, 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 baby. No. (laughs) We're objective. So we we can typically. uh, You know what? I think we
1: need to do some clarification about that, because that is always the thing. And let me just Mm -hmm. say this for the record again. Again, again, again. Shout out to my baby daddy. He said, You know, I'm a single mother. He said, Not no more. Hey, bro, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You can use that no more. I'm
0: gonna correct you from here on out. Child,
1: i be telling almost you know I'm a single mom. Oh <laughs> uh, but for clarification purposes, mm-hmm. I am on the side of the men. I love the men. I feel like the men will protect us. They I feel are. like, um, yeah, I feel like we need our brothers. I feel like we need our counterparts. I feel like somebody has to work with y'all's dysfunctional asses to help um, oh, the dear. other side see where y'all coming from. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm a good translator for that because I see it from both sides. Now, and it might, it might appear that I don't see it from the men's side sometimes, but I do. I see it from y'all sides more than y'all give me credit for. With that being said, go ahead. With that being said, Mm -hmm. now, um, I am also a black woman who came up through the system and through this culture, so I'm not going to sit up here and say that I don't relate to black women in this culture and that I have never been hurt by black men. I've gotten hurt Mm -hmm. on both sides, I've gotten hurt by black men and black women, so um yeah i I feel like i see it from both sides and Mm -hmm. but 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 if it all came down to some shit i'm going with the men hey you know it's just what it is i've been saying it
0: well um i think that i consider myself to be fairly objective however i will say this For many years, I was steeped in sisterhood. I I was never a feminist, but I was very pro-Black woman. Um, Until I started to see things from my partner's eyes. Until I started to have the real and the hard conversations about the effery that black women engage in until like I had to take a look in the mirror until, you know, the mirror was held up for me to see like, this is what black women are doing, but you're defending their actions. You you're refusing to hold them accountable. You're saying you're essentially um you're essentially um, complicit in, in, in their ratchet behavior and, in their misgivings, in, you know, all of the things that they're doing that um, are not, you know, um, conscious minded. So Mm -hmm. as a result, I started to intentionally be more objective, try to see things from both sides. And I think I do a fairly good job. That does not mean that I'm going to one agree with one hundred percent of the points that black men make because I don't. Right. Um, right. However, more often than not, um, especially because I know that the men are typically coming from a logical place, I can understand their um, argument and I can, I can, you know, see where they're coming from. And quite often, I agree with you know the the um, issues that they point out. So, um, you know, I would definitely consider myself to be more pick me than don't pick me. More Mm, of a pick me um, than a don't pick me. Gotcha.
1: Um, Shout out to Brother Kenny Conjo. He said, hey, ladies and gents, just stopping through right quick to give you all a shout out and wish you all a happy new year 2021. Be easy and much success. Thank you so, so, so much, Brother Kenny. It's so good to see you. Thank hope you, bro, everything Kenny. is doing well and happy Absolutely. new year to you. Absolutely. Yes. Um, um, shout out to Brother David Johnson. He says a pick me is a woman that uses logic and who won't be who won't blindly go along with the sisterhood, stay on code manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, David Johnson, you got a good point there. Um I, know I, I about can't see point. myself. Well, I'm saying I don't I don't agree with either side on everything and I feel like a lot of shit boils it it still ends up coming back to the indiv- individual person. But um yeah, that you know I feel like it it ends up coming back to the individual person, but I do see what the men are talking about because I was deep 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 in the sisterhood, so I get it. I
0: get it. Well, what I I meant about David Johnson's comment is, I know far too many people who go along blindly with what men say. And, you know, um, like, it can be something completely irrational that men are saying. And I've seen some pick that'll be caping and agreeing with it, no matter how egregious, how ridiculous it may be and when you don't have a mind and you don't have the ability and or you're not using your ability to think for yourself and um I yeah I I can't get with that but um like I said oftentimes the men are coming from a logical place um however there are some men who are um who resort to, you know, emotional arguments, too. And I've seen pick that are, you know, so thirsty for validation that they will agree with those um, points that have no basis, The, the, you know, the points that are being made that absolutely have no basis. So, I Mm. don't know. Okay. Let's get off into it. The
1: first thing, because, okay, so we're going to go down, hold on just a second. Sure.
0: We're actually going to talk okay. about, go ahead.
1: Okay. We're going to go down an assortment of issues that we have noticed Pick Me's and the Sisterhood kind of go um, heads up at, and we wanted to, you know, just kind of cover a couple things. So um, let's get started. The first thing is, do you want to do... It doesn't um, matter
0: whichever you thought.
1: Fixing a man's plate first. What do you think fixing about Fixing a that? man's
0: plate first. So fixing a mm-hmm. man's plate first. Coming from a pick-me, I think that pick-me typically believe that... Um, That is the proper order that the man is the head and the man should get a big piece of chicken. The man should get his plate first. Uh, The man is the provider and he is also um, providing security with up to, uh, you know, laying his life down for this family. So he should be served first. Um, even if there are young children in the home, the man gets his plate first. Uh, coming from a, uh, the standpoint of a pick-me, I think that is the stance that most pick would take on, on that.
1: Um, I think that the sisterhood would take the side of, especially if she was a single mother, um, that her children come first. And I've always kind of found that interesting. Um, I've heard a lot of men make the argument that they don't want to become stepfathers because they never get the appreciation that they deserve because they're never prioritized. And I think that that's a good point that they make. But um, at the end of the day, it seems like a lot of women um, feel like the man should prioritize the children as well. So the man should uh, also think that the children should get their place um, first just as long as the man gets fed, period. And I've always mm. thought of that as interesting because I also grew up in a home where I was always taught to serve the men the men first, period. Always. That's, so I've always thought that that was kind of interesting.
0: Um yeah. I think that is interesting. And I think that you're right on the money. I think that you know, most women who are steeped in sisterhood, who are like, you know, um kind of bit into that feminist apple who who uh you know who subscribe to feminist ideologies or have been, um, you know, imprinted on, uh, on by the Western world, I think that most of them would probably um, have a similar response to what you just stated. But the interesting mm-hmm. thing is, I am a believer that, to, to be completely honest with you, I'm just gonna keep it real. I fix all the plates and then take them to the table. So it's not as if one person is being served before the other. But I do, uh, if it were a situation where I'm fixing plates, I always fix my fiancé's plate first. However, he is, because he's the man that he is, he insists that you keep the children first. He Mm. insists that the kids eat first. So even though I'm going to serve him first, his... um. His nature is to ensure that the kids eat first. So,
1: okay, okay, okay. So, um, the next thing 50 50 on the bills.
0: Okay, so coming from the standpoint of a pick me, a pick me would feel as though I'm signing over my whole paycheck to him so however the bills are split <laughs> however the bills are split doesn't matter because I- I'm signing over my paycheck and you know I get my $50 per month that he gives me and um <laughs> I stretch it and I coupon and I'm <laughs> and I make it last but uh, daddy gets the entire paycheck so <laughs> However these bills get paid, it doesn't matter because, you know, whatever daddy says goes.
1: Hey, shout out to an allowance, <laughs> team <Uh-oh>. allowance. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to market man. He said, nah, son, I always eat first. <laughs> Biggest chicken winning. Don't you know, yes, let your
0: son standing in your place, not uh, face not dripping from his nose, uh, hungry while you eat the big piece of chicken. <laughs> that's slow down. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's slow down, but go ahead. Okay, from the standpoint of a woman that's you know, pro sisterhood, what would their response be to 50 50?
1: shit was mine is mine and was his is mine the who who been 50 what yeah or or because i thought about that i really thought about that and i was thinking like that can actually play p- play out two ways um i would also pay 50 50 if i wanted a certain amount of control in the house as well so if i pay if i pay 50 50 of the bills half the bills half the
0: submission remember oh Oh, that's a good good point good point yes
1: so if i if i pay half the bills then i think and i think most women most women if a woman is paying um a certain amount of bills and i don't care what what they say i don't i really don't care what they say if most women are paying half the bills most women are going to want most um half of the say because um and men might argue back and forth with this and i I hear that you guys are doing more within the household but i don't i still don't think that men do the equal amount of work within the household but that could be just me and how i would run my house um personally I don't want my man participating in all of the housework certain things I, I would want him to handle but uh, most of the housework would probably be done by me and uh, but 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 I like a more traditional ran household but if a woman is paying half the bills and she's volunteering for that I would probably be like oh Mm-hmm. she wants to she wants to be um also considered for big decisions when the big decisions right. go down she's
0: So I be think calling
1: the she yeah and if she's mm-hmm. paying 50 50 and she's able to get an inch you know she's gonna take a mile Mhm. hmm mm-hmm. yeah What's so
0: next? they said we are exaggerated arguments are um <laughs> what did it kick Kid class, say uh, we make terrible, exaggerated arguments. Well, we're talking about the extreme, so of course you have. There's a whole spectrum. There's, you know, women fall on a spectrum. You may have a woman who is a feminist, you know, which may, nice. which is, which is what I would consider the extreme. But most women fall somewhere in between feminist and pick me. So we're talking about the, the, um, the, the, um. What is the word that I'm looking for? Um, we're talking about like opposite ends of the spectrum. So worst case scenario. So we're not talking about people who fall in between, you know, you may get, but you may get still with the women that fall in between, you may get some variation of the arguments that we're making. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah.
1: what do we got next? Um, the workforce.
2: Well, so, I guess,
1: what do you think about that?
0: Mm, let's go to the next one and come back to that one. Sex work. Sex work. Oh. Sex oh. work. She's showing
1: Sex that work. ass cash, Sex. honey. Sex oh work. My gosh. Mm, Clutching,
0: girl. <laughs> girl, hold I on. School my pearl. I think that I think me would be appalled at the thought of, you know, a woman engaging in sex work, any kind of sex work, from you know, uh, showing a little TNA on IG to having an OnlyFans to, you know, selling it in the strip club. I think that pick would be appalled and feel that it's immoral and you know, would um, you know, scrutinize somebody who engages in sex work personally.
1: Okay, And so being that um, the men aren't getting married and you have these young women out here, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: men, and what I've noticed is that men in this space are encouraging young women to get with um, some older men, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, like, what would be the incentive of mm-hmm. a woman, a young woman getting with an older man? Outside of money, that's going to be the incentive, right? Mm-hmm. Sex. So, if she decides to get with an older man, and she decides that she's going to sex work, um, wouldn't it make sense for her to go to who whoever can uh, who who she's most compatible bidder. with? Oh. And it sounds terrible because it is, but I would say like the woman going to the highest bidder. Uh, plus the person that she's most compatible with, like the man who makes the most money plus the, mo- the one she's most compatible with. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what younger women are going to start doing because if this is the um, age that we're at. Um, women don't... Mm-hmm. women. I don't think a lot of women are opposed to um, having an OnlyFans and uh, maybe showing elbows or showing their mm-hmm. knees or um and, and it's still considered sex work to a certain degree because you are still selling um, so are sugar food. babies
0: engaging in sex work because what's the difference between these women who are 22 dating these 50 year old men if they're supplying them with a certain lifestyle isn't that what's the difference between that and sex work
1: oh honey um i
0: mean i do want to go there but uh, no, i don't
1: know honey I- I don't know. Um, shout out to David Johnson. He says to all the pick me's, the brotherhood is here for y'all always. Ooh, thank you, David. Mm.
0: Thank you. Brother David.
1: But uh, with sex work, I think, and it's interesting that a lot of women support sex work um, because I think it's going to put them into a point to where uh less social programs are going to be at play like it, it, i think welfare is getting ready to dwindle down on either side democrats
0: republicans um yeah so when so
1: i think about what, sex
0: work, what role do you feel that sex work plays in welfare being um done away with
1: um instead of the government telling you that they will help you out in certain instances the government tells you, you got to go sell that ass.
0: Oh, I yeah. gotcha. Ah, okay. I, I, I wasn't thinking that. Good point. Yeah. Um, I do think that women are shooting themselves in the foot with buying into this notion of sex work because I think that although men want easy access to women those are typically the women that they want to marry. So I think that we'll right. see marriage rates continue to decline because more and more women feel like it's nothing to have an OnlyFans or to have an, you know, be half naked on your IG page and, you know, to right. do the $40 hollas and things of that nature. But those right. typically, typically, men aren't trying to wife those women up. Um, okay, I think
1: that's a good point. Um, but yeah, um, I think women are saying that the men aren't going to get married to them anyway. Then I see a lot of women don't want to get married, um, as often or as much either. And so when you start to see that too, um, and women are able to make their own money and go about mm-hmm. their way, I, I think that, like, especially with sex work being included, then yeah, women yeah. are just. Like it's the whatever, I have is. my own. I'm not looking for you to take care of me nowadays.
0: But I'm a, a strong a- woman facts but that's a bit of a statement that women don't want to marry women don't want to marry in their 20s women black women for the longest time have been told that your 20s is for you to live it up so yes they're not interested in getting married in their 20s i am telling you i cannot name the number of girl groups that i'm in and i'm seeing women late 30s to 40s saying that they're ready to have a baby and get married that they're hoping they find this the right because their biological clock is ticking time is winding. The, I mean, like 38, 43. Like, these are, that's when these um, millennials and, and the um, other generations will say that, you know, hey, I've done all that i you know, I had my, 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 my wild days in my 20s. I've done all that I wanted to do. I was able to travel, have fun, you know, uh, do. Um uh, Instagram modeling and uh OnlyFans, and now I'm ready for a family. They're going to be saying that at a later age. I don't think that it's that women don't want marriage, it's that they don't want it right now. Mm.
1: Okay. Um, hmm. yeah, I can say that. Um, but you have some women that are um comfortable with the notion of dying alone, yeah. Um, yeah. True. it's quite a few that's like, you know what? I can have my cat and dogs. I'm okay with being a cat lady. Um, yeah. And, and and that's just what it is. I think some women have mm-hmm. come to the reality that there's just nobody out there for them. And yeah. they've gotten um, comfortable with the thought of dying alone. And I don't think it means as much as it used to. Yeah.
0: But you said, you know, that um, there are statistics that, sh- statistics that show that the fastest group of like single mothers is like women in their 30s. So it shifted from teen moms to women in their 30s. It's because women wanted to have their hot girl days. And then at 30, they're like, hey, I'm going to have a baby. Even if the man isn't emotionally available to you, you want to have a baby by any means necessary. But uh, I can go on and on about this. So I'll shut up (laughs) so we can get on with the list.
1: Okay. Um, Being a strong Black woman, what do you think about that? Uh,
0: I think from the standpoint of a pick me, being a strong Black woman is like a death sentence. <laughs> I think that pick me's pride themselves on being demure on being dependent to a degree on men. I think they want men to know that, you know, I need you know, I need a man, I, I, I need you in my life, I need protection, I need, you know, um, someone to lead. Um, so I think that they feel like that mantra is kind of like a death sentence. And it is, um, you know, is something that they wouldn't use in their vocabulary, because they want men to know that, you know, they're needed in every, in every um, aspect of, of life.
1: Okay. Um, I think pick me's where the strong black woman thing, like in badge of, of honor. And I think because a lot of them have experienced trauma that they've made it through perhaps. And so when you make it through a lot of trauma and you're strengthened to a certain, certain degree, um, I think when they're, when, especially if they've uh, gotten educated And um, they're able to take care of their kids that they made with Pookie and Ray Ray. um, And they've gotten out of abusive situations or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think they consider themselves strong black women. um, Then, especially like like I said, if they made it through any type of trauma or uh, multiple traumas, then they would consider themselves a strong black woman. And so I think that uh, the sisterhood wears a strong black woman um, thing with pride, meaning Mm -hmm. everybody's not going to be able to pick over me. Um, If a man tries me, I can go toe to toe with him, too. I won't necessarily. um, I'm still a woman, but I'm a strong black woman because I've been able to do this all by myself, even if she had help. But yeah.
0: What do you think? excuse me, I think that, um, I agree with everything that you said. And I think that that is an ideology that's been pushed on black women and young black girls, uh, independence, being strong, going out and getting your own. So you don't have to depend on a man. Like that is literally something that we have been told to young black girls. You don't want to have to depend on a man. So you want to be able to stand on your own two feet and, you know, um, get your own so you don't have to fall back on a man so um I think that that uh, you know I agree with everything that you said but I I, I'm going to make mention of the fact that that they were the black women have been indoctrinated to believe that you know being a strong black woman is where it's at
1: yes 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 Um, the next one was protection.
0: So, as far as protection goes, I think that Pygmies believe that, um, you know, protection is absolutely necessary. Now, are we talking about it from a communal standpoint or just in general? I would actually say both. Okay, so I think that Pygmies understand. That um, the importance of protection. Understand that protection is invaluable. So, um, your submission, giving your submission, in order to ensure that you have that protection, is not even a fair exchange because the protection is, you know, such a valuable commodity, especially in this day and age. I think that I think that pick me's. Most pickmees aren't necessarily pro communal protection. I kind of think that me's believe, ha- um, like having one up on don't me. I think that mm-hmm. they like the fact that you know uh, that I think I think a lot of me's would be looked over if every woman were a pickme. So I think that that it kind of allows them to shine. Um, the fact that you know they have there's these two opposing forces and they are stark contrast to one another. So I think that mm-hmm. me's would not be not necessarily pro communal protection for all black women, but I do think that of course as a pickme they feel as though when they go out in the community because they are submissive and subservient that that protection that they receive at home should be also extended out in the community.
1: Okay. Um, with the protection thing, I think that um, the sisterhood does not feel protection whatsoever. I think that they look at it as if being that they've gone through all this trauma or they've yeah, I'll just say that they've gone through all this trauma um, that they've never healed from and nobody protected them. Um, they become stronger because they don't feel like they've, they've had any protection. Um, I don't think they've allowed themselves to walk in a certain frame because they have been harmed. And so when you've been harmed and you don't feel like you actually have the protection there, even though it's kind of been debunked in the space, a certain kind of protection is, is definitely provided. But, um, when you, when you've had women that's gone through trauma and they've been victimized by whomever. Um, they don't feel like they've had any protection in the first place. So I would say that uh, I think the pick do probably feel a bit more of protection, um, but pick the sisterhood definitely does not feel protected whatsoever.
0: I agree. Um, I agree with everything that you said. I do think though that um the women that, are, that subscribe to the sisterhood, um, that they, uh, let's see, that they over-exaggerate the um, idea that there's no protection, there's no communal protection. I do think that there's definitely communal protection, um, especially because a lot of us, a lot of Black people, Live um, in close proximity or within the same communities that they grew up in. So no one's gonna come from outside your community and jump on you. And you know, people who knew you since you already had to a cricket are gonna just allow that to go down. The fellows are just gonna allow that to go down. Um, And I think that even outside of your community, most often I think that people most people would be more likely to intervene in some way than 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 just to sit idly by. I think that we have seen some incidents where people are just sitting idly by. Black men are allowing women to be abused and not engaging or interfering, but some may have good reason. You know, I know of men who have um, involved themselves in altercations that were going down and then the police came and the woman was like he wasn't hitting me you know, and things of that nature and it's a huge risk. You are literally risking your life for a woman who you don't know and you may not make it home to your children and the community mm. ain't going to look out for your family. So I do think that they kind of blow that part out of proportion and kind of over exaggerate it um, a bit. Mm-hmm. But let's do a couple more and then open it up.
1: Okay. um, Sex and dating. Like, how long would it take the pick me versus the sisterhood to give it up?
0: Now, I think there are two types of pick me. Now, there, okay. uh, there are pick me's who are like real life pick me's who have been indoctrinated by religion who subscribe to certain religions and those religions um, the the um, doctrine that, the, that, you know, those religions go by actually, you know, speaks to submission. They push submission. They, you know, um, that they have, you know, classes to ensure that you know how to submit properly to your husband, how to enable your husband to lead and things of that nature. So uh, some women, you know, have been in those religions since the time they were young. Um, so those women, I think that they may be more apt to feel as though um, have like an old-fashioned approach to dating maybe. I'll just say that. But I think okay. that there are new age pick who have learned that they might truly be submissive, but they, I think a lot of them are um, sort of playing the game. So what I mean by that is, if you, certain femininity schools and trainings,
2: mm-hmm. they
0: tell you that essentially, you know, do what you got to do to get a husband. So I think that some women who come off as pick are just faking, faking the funk. I think that those women are so thirsty for male validation, attention, and to be picked that they, um, will go with the flow as it relates to dating and mating, they literally will just let the man call the shot and you know they'll follow, um, what follow his lead on, on that. Mm.
1: Um, I would say that, uh, the, the sisterhood does whatever they want whenever they want. Um, if she wants to have a situation, she goes out and gets a situation. If she wants to have somebody on the side, that's what she does. If she wants to be um, messing around with married men, she doesn't care. She just does whatever she wants to do as far as as sex is concerned because it's her body. And that's what these N-words are doing out here. That's what they doing. Um, mm-hmm. Play them before they play me. And so I think the sisterhood, like if I, if she chooses to have sex with a guy on the first date, that's just what it is. She don't care. She ain't really, um, she'll psych herself out and say she's not really looking for anything in the first place. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's looking yeah. for something, child. So, um, I think that, um, they have a more carefree attitude towards sex, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, so yeah, um, shout did. out to D-Mac, the trucker. He says I'm proud of you, ladies, becoming <laughs> paganishas,
0: honey. Thank you, Dmac, uh, we try. But <laughs> I had something to say real quick. Uh, Kit Cloud was saying those aren't pygmies. So women who are who subscribe to religious doctrine that promotes submission, that promotes male leadership. Women who, and I'm talking about, there are probably people in the chat that know, will uh, be able to um, read between the lines, but I'm talking about those religions where the women aren't supposed to even sit in the, um, in the presence of men. Those religions where um, the women have worship separate from the men. The women are supposed to be covered and things of that nature. Those women would be perceived as pick me pick me by the sisterhood by most of society at large they would be perceived as pick me um, mm-hmm. but let's do a few more and then open it up buddy so we can um, let the, the ladies and gentlemen come on up and engage instead of talking smack from the chat
1: okay um, what about divesting
0: <sighs> divesting
1: divesting honey
0: oh that's a hard one okay it's i'm gonna tell you like it's difficult for me to put my own perceptions aside for some of this so (laughs) no no i'm gonna do it so as far (laughs) as divesting i think that i believe the pick me's would be pro divestment I think that a lot of pick-me's want to be picked, want to be validated, and they don't discriminate as to, you know, who's doing the picking and who's doing the validating. So I think that um, most of them would see nothing wrong with, um, you know, divesting or, you know, looking and looking into other options as it relates to dating and mating. So that that's my 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 basic response to that. I mean, the step my simplest answer uh, for that specific topic.
1: Um, I feel that the sisterhood would say that. Um, They should be able to have the same options as everybody else. The dating market should be open to everybody. So I think that the sisterhood would say, yeah, if they want to divest, they should be able to divest. Nobody should have anything to say about it. Um, Black men date whomever they want to date. Nobody bats an eye. Um, Black women feel like they should be able to date whoever they want to date. Excuse me, the sisterhood feels like they should be able to date whoever they want to date and nobody should bat an eye. Um, Yeah. So that's where I got. That's where I'm at with that. And our last one. What about competing with other women? What do you think about that? I like
0: that one. Okay, so your favorite persuasion, feel free to come up and enlighten us. She says divesting is a mindset and it doesn't mean the same to everyone. Um, I, I know my okay? my um, I guess exposure to divesting and what it means is very limited. So I would love if you could come up and enlighten me.
1: But I thought it was just to keep your options open to um, everyone like if mm-hmm. if. Black men aren't cutting it for you, then if you happen to run across- across a nice Asian man, you would go. That's what I thought it was. It's like, um, you're not limiting yourself to saying that I would just date black men, but you would say that you would date whomever um treated you well. That's what I thought, but.
0: It could be wrong, Chad. Well, we've dropped the link, so feel free to come up and join us and engage. I'm sorry, what was the last one, real quick?
1: Um, the last one was competing. Okay. Uh, will the sisterhood compete for a man?
0: So competing. I think that pick me, in all honesty. Pick me's are going to say yes to most pick me's will say yes to whatever a man says. They're going to, uh, they'll feign as though they are on board with whatever a man says. But I think that, in all honesty, deep down inside, I don't think that they like to compete. I think that.
1: Uh oh, concrete, you wanna. Wonder wondering- I can't hear nothing. Can you guys hear me? No, we can hear you fine. I think concrete's uh microphone went out. Um, I'm gonna read the super chat. Um, shout out to Brother David Johnson. He says the sisterhood isn't about protection and concern at all, Nah they're really about manipulation and misery wanting company end of story Uh-oh. um thank you, Brother David. um I can't Sorry say that you're too that. far up
0: with that. Can you hear me now, Danny?
1: Yeah, we can hear you just fine. Okay, now. Sorry
0: about that. I, my um, headphones were out of range, so um, I was just saying really quickly. I think that pickmees don't truly want to pee. I think that that's why they don't have an original thought in their heads most of the time, um, because they don't have anything else that they're bringing to the table. So they have to feign like they are um, those dolls that, that that men are buying that that you know um would be compliant and won't give them any trouble and I don't think that they're secure within their womanhood and I think that um as a result they really wouldn't want to compete on, on the open market for for men mm.
1: um I would say that uh The sisterhood does not feel like they should have to compete. Um, A man should pretty much take them as they are, as I am. I think they more have so of a take me as I am attitude because... What I do think the sisterhood would say is that men also have faults and also um, have some of the same issues that they have. So I think that um, they would say that I'm not competing with no man who ain't um, who's on the same level as me or who, you know. And I think a lot of the sisterhood think that they're actually better than the men. So I would say that they wouldn't compete because they would feel like they're better than the men. And why should I compete for somebody I'm better than?
0: That's a good point. I want to address something really quick. So I, why is it that you guys don't see a problem with, with the shade towards the sisterhood, but you're pointing out a problem when there's shade towards pick um, I'm not pro-sisterhood. I understand how women in the sisterhood think because I was for many, many years, but I'm also not pro-pick-me. Um, I am pro-black folk. <laughs> So um, I'm not going to be 100% on either side. And, you know, my responses to the issues that we talked about are just opinion-based. It's okay if you have a different opinion outside of that. Um, No shade to pick mes but if I truly do an assessment, I do believe that there's some insecurity there, and that's why you're afraid to be who you truly are. You feel like you have to be um the Stepford wife in order to be chosen. And I just, you know, um wanted to highlight that. But um nonetheless, y'all, yeah, child, y'all hell. But we got a super chat <laughs> from Chrono Cross who says sugar baby works both ways. Cougars and Puma take care of their toys. These women tend to go for guys 18 to 20 years. Uh, young men have only fans advertising. I've never heard of a puma, that's a new one for me. I guess I'm not up on the lingo,
2: girl. But, um, thank, me. You, me. <laughs> thank you
0: for the super chat. We are who we're starting with, man?
1: yes, smart attack yes, man. What do you have? Uh,
3: I have this first of all. Can you guys hear me clearly?
4: We yes, we can. can. Yes,
3: we can. All right, well. You guys have a point about when women feel like they need to compete. There is a little bit of insecurity. My girl says she doesn't want to compete. Anytime I talk about what other women are wearing, she does have that feeling of, am I good enough? Am I slim enough? And blah, blah, blah. And you Black women don't have anything to worry about. Just be pretty and be pleasant and not worry so much about other bras. Be as unique as you can. You feel me?
0: That's a yes. good point, smart tech man. To be completely honest, I don't think most Black women like to compete. I think that there's, I don't think, like, not not outwardly, I don't think that Black women want to compete in the sense that we're in a room where there are, you know, five attractive men and there are 30 plus Uh, attractive women and we're kind of like vying for this man's attention in order to get him to buy into what we're selling I don't think most black women enjoy that
3: well how do you feel when there are women in the room that you know don't look as good as you do you do you also feel do you feel better or do you feel more uh attractive when you're surrounded by women that aren't as attractive as you yeah, you kind of feel like I got to yeah. it, you know. <laughs> 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 like,
1: oh, now, now smart attack, right. I'm a bit narcissistic myself. Uh if I go in a room <laughs> and I shut this shit down and I know I shut this shit down, i be like, I did that. Um
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, so I, I mean, do, I think uh... every
1: woman wants at some point, at some point. Um, I think every woman should experience, uh, being the, the most beautiful in the room at some point. It's a good feeling. Shit. It's a great,
3: but what about when there's, um, what about when you're a room you're in a room with not as, let's say there's only one really hot guy, right? A guy that you would find attractive. And the rest Mm -hmm. of the women aren't as, let's just say there's two or three other women that might be on your same level. Do you still feel as attractive or more, maybe less?
1: You know what? The only way, and I'm going to be honest, the only way that I would feel some type of way. Because I have been in a room with prettier women, of course. I think every woman has experienced that. But if the woman was, uh, if she had like a great personality and was witty and she kind of had a little air about herself, like she was just a bit stuck up or something, I probably would feel a a little, I'm not going to necessarily, yeah, fuck it. I am going to say it. I probably would feel a, a, a smidge insecure, not to a point to where I would let her know or that I would treat her differently. But it would make me not as um, an apt to be um, flirtatious. I probably dial my personality back because I'm waiting on her to mess up. But
0: you know what? Well, I'm going to ask gonna ask tell you something, specific, okay. man. I just want mm-hmm. to tell you something really quickly. Even sure. for women, if you're not the most attractive woman in the room, but let's say there's one man, or let's say there's like one alpha male in the room, and let's say all the ladies want him. But he chooses you, that will take your that's kind of like a woman's confidence. Because then yeah. she feels like even if I didn't think I'm the best chick in the room before before he chose me, now I believe that I am. So that's one thing like women really rely on that male validation.
3: Right. 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 Absolutely. Do. That's what's up. You know what? We're getting closer to where black men and women can really dialogue. I want to ask one more thing. And I'm going to give it to Shaft. No homo. No homo. But yeah, like that. Um, So believe it or not, us black guys, sometimes, even though we have to live in the white man's world, sometimes we're actually, we feel sorry for them. We're like, you know, we I couldn't be you. So do black women ever feel, y'all can't always be thinking of the white woman as higher. Don't y'all ever kind of feel like sorry for them as far as, you know, aging or their divorce rates Um, you know their
2: to be completely honest
0: with you no i i I don't believe that like (laughs) somebody on our last show talked about black people wanting to not not wanting to be black i actually it was jay and coincidentally she said something that i forgot to comment on she talked up she highlighted she was like like for example if you're in milwaukee Versus if you're in New York and you're a Black person. And, like, I'm from Milwaukee, and people from Milwaukee are extremely cocky. People from Milwaukee have extreme confidence despite the fact that it's a racist city. Milwaukee people like, are, a, like, fact. some of the best dressed people that I've ever seen. And, like, they don't, like, not enjoy being Black because of the fact that they deal with racism. To be completely honest, I don't know anybody anyone who does not love being black despite the struggles that we go through despite you know dealing with oppression and racism and everything all the other isms that we deal with in this country like i don't think that we admire in any white women in the sense that we want to be them at all
3: okay what good. about
1: uh admiring their privileges and stuff like that
3: yeah, we, we like, just admire the white guy's privilege, but we still yeah. feel kind of sorry for you know the lack of melanin, and you I, know, if you, you know a white what? guy that's I, I, weird,
1: I, I, I don't, I, I don't not in the slightest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because w- if she doesn't have melanin, but her people are in a better position than my people, um, I can never really feel sorry for that. Um, life just isn't fair. And sometimes you just gotta grow up and put your big girl panties on and call it a date, all but right. I don't for real. Right. Like sorry for them. I've never felt sorry
2: for them. Not in
3: the sense
0: that
1: you that have you know, seen them play, know,
3: play basketball. Have you seen them shoot up schools? Don't feel
1: sorry for yeah. them at all. I'm, I'm gonna tell you what else it's I've all, seen. I've seen the New York City stock exchange, I've seen slavery, I've seen white women um say a I black man
3: is her and got away with it. I'm
0: gonna fall back, I'm
3: gonna fall feel. back, and I'm gonna let y'all talk with Shaf. I'm gonna fall okay, back, but, you but you yeah, man. Some interesting
0: listening. points, market tech man. It's not a sense that yeah, I always you. do. <laughs> <laughs> <You> do? <laughs> I feel sorry for them, but I do hmm. look at them and say, Dang, I know they wish they were us. I think that the fact that they are so hell bent on keeping us oppressed. On on extinguishing our fires, on stealing everything that we develop is evidence of our greatness and we just don't see it. It's more of
4: what
1: I think
0: of when I see them.
1: Now, what I will say, now what I will say, um, I would feel sorry for people on an individual basis as opposed to um, a group collective. No, as a collective, no, I don't. But um like individually, like if I had a, a homegirl that was white or whatever and she was going through some shit. Yeah, I have empathy and compassion for a lot of people. So um, individually. Yeah. But on a collective. No, no, not at all. But Shaft, what's up, brother? How you feeling? What you think about the subject?
4: Uh, it's a pretty interesting subject. Uh, when I hear that word uh, pick me. I remember back in the day. The pygmies were known as the uh, classy ladies and the classy women, and women who knew how to carry themselves with like intelligence and uh, panache and polish.
1: Very true. And mm.
4: and uh and and now you got some, uh, how should I say, some covert operatives of the Yaya sister who pretend, pretending to be pygmies and they think they're pretty slick. But once that uh, Borg programming right. starts to take over, you see what's up.
0: I don't think we can ignore the fact, and we didn't talk about that long, but I think you bring up an interesting point, um, Edward Bailey. Uh, I don't think we can ignore the fact that there is a growing number of women that are like pretenders, that are like pretending to, uh, you know, acquiesce to the demands of men and, you know, want want male leadership and want everything that men say and, you know, being yes women um, to men, but it's only because there are like some schools of thought that are saying um that's what you got to do to mm-hmm. get a man you know do what you got to do to land them but that mask is going to come off at some point <laughs> and it's not going to be a pretty sight. yeah you,
4: you you know i i, I remember i was on the cluster cluster bees uh cluster b's chatting and everything and you know cluster b's panel and i put out these words called raw femininity and problem masculinity and then when i heard uh certain women said that, that that was toxic. Okay, they part of the Yaya sisterhood. Because a classy woman and a classy man would instantly understand what those two 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 phrases mean, raw fem- femininity and primal masculinity. Those are the energies that you need to create a, a healthy Black family.
1: Okay, okay. I, I, I agree. I, I totally yeah. agree with that. I don't um shout out to snuggle668. He says, What do people in western society consider as an alpha male? Um, six two, um, six figures, um, six. <laughs> never
0: mind. <laughs> oh, listen, um, to me, no, no, uh, white a folks' circles. Question. Well, go ahead. I think that now, white folk question. circles. Yeah. I would have to say <laughs> that um, yeah. typically, like for me, you know, when I think about an alpha male, it's generally a man who when he enters the room, it's kind of like all eyes on him. Like he has a certain energy about him that commands the room. Um, he is a leader, he it pulls no punches, he's assertive, he is. Uh, you know, he knows what he wants and he goes after it. He's driven. Um, You know, he is, you know, smart, intelligent. I think, like, the primary thing about an alpha male is his energy. His energy is palpable. You can feel it. And he does not have to introduce himself as an alpha male. You realize that he is who he is when you're in his presence.
4: He
0: exudes that energy. Mm-hmm. So
4: he exudes so that energy. We're
1: it's gonna like have an to aroma. talk about uh we're gonna have to get into the types of different men mm. because there are other men outside of alphas that uh, I think yeah. is interesting. Um, but shout out to my husband. Um competition, he says sisterhood tries to outdo each other on on fronts that aren't necessarily important to men. me's in a derogatory sense go overboard on the ish that matters to men. Oh, Baby, uh, I think point. that's a great point. Yeah, bro, bro, bro. Um because like a sisterhood, they battle each other over purple weave and shit, and uh pygmies <laughs> is doing the most trying to please the man, but he got like a thousand of them. So, listen, I, I think that's an interesting point. You're
0: right. I'm going to tell you something. I see Old Man Mean and um, David some laughing about the pretend pick me. If y'all don't think they exist, baby, it's one in the space that be in Old Male's chat. I don't see how y'all don't recognize it. This is what we talking about, like regarding. Oh, oh men I messed mean up on the job. Pretend pick me concrete. David, listen. Check it to me. men- need to have the ability to vet women like just like women you guys go in on women for not properly vetting men y'all have to be able to read between the lines and see when some stuff is funny and it ain't but ready. you
1: know what concrete what i have come to realize um mm-hmm. people say this uh, you know ab- about this being like a red pill space and stuff like that sometimes when I make observations around the space, I honestly don't think that men really want to come to grips that women can be as messed up as they are. Um, I see a lot of men mm. still surprised that women will go to certain lengths to do something. But the only problem I have is that, you know, they think that it's the majority of women. Now the majority of yeah. women have nature and, and have a nature to themselves. Right. So right. of course, but, but that's why they be broke up.
0: And it red pill
1: raised for five years because they didn't think that women had it in them. Yeah, and and so uh, you know it's like, well, if you're saying that you accept women and you understand female nature, then I'm I'm always like, why are y'all so surprised or um, when a woman turns out to be a hoe or whatever? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I let her do Mm -hmm. this. (laughs) So I'm always surprised by it. I I I I say you know a man wouldn't know a hoe if he married one. Ooh. But um, I
4: missed in high school.
1: Anywho, child. um, shout, shout out to Snuggle. Up. What are
0: we misusing? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I ain't about to uh, Shout out anything. to <laughs> Snuggle
1: six six eight. He says, "Do you think people putting other textures of hair in their head, changing the tone of their skin, drastically changing their vocal tone, is that self hate?" Mm. um well if you're if you're the type of chick who cannot leave the house without your weave meaning you can wear a weave sometimes you get it you'll wear a weave you ain't tripping you put the weave in your hair you take the weave out if you took the weave out you can still go out you can still be comfortable you will still feel as beautiful as if when you don't have the weave in but If you are the type of chick that cannot leave the house without wearing a wig, or even if you don't have a wig, you still have to cover your hair up with uh, a cap and you would run around in sunglasses when you ain't got your weave done. I I do think that is a form of self-hate. I do think that's a form of um, Mm. dysfunction. Yeah, it's definitely
0: deep insecurity,
1: low self esteem.
4: Those big uh, church hats.
0: Self-hate, that, 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 that could be self-hate, but I would be cautious as to simply label that as self-hate. Um, I definitely think that, you know, trying to change your appearance to resemble that of your oppressor, mimicking your oppressor and, you know, um, trying to, you know, behave in a manner which your oppressor would approve of um, is definitely a good example of self-hate.
1: Yeah. Now changing your, uh, your, your skin tone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do think. Yeah. But now changing your vocal tone. I wouldn't say that that would be self hate because, um, you get certain things with certain voices. Um, I was taught at an early age when you're asking for stuff from a man, but baby i thought no. you said that we were gonna go over here and you didn't really say this when oh, you wow. went over there and i but i thought that we were gonna do this and now you don't want to do it and i'm now i'm just really sad about it and so i noticed that you get what you want from men when you use your soft voice um oh. if, if, if you had any woman in your Some family she gonna tell you to talk
0: soft to your man because you, you talk mean. crazy to everybody baby listen not if that's something my not mama gave me, me to do stuff but told me in
4: a soft voice
0: not if you dating a sad she's gonna look up to
4: <laughs> oh yeah honey you got the uh <laughs> <laughs> that ain't gonna work
1: baby you got no i'm gonna tell you with sag men. all you gotta do is curse sag me ass out but you got to go below the belt when you go when you go <laughs> out all you got to do is curse the sag me and out because, because sag men are not really really apt to sensitivity we're kind of disconnected from emotions a lot of the time yeah. even though we're real sensitive when it comes to us but everybody else, we 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 have we're we're hard hard wired. We gonna offer you tough love. So when you cuss the sage man ass out, but you got to cuss his ass out by all he is worth. He'll oh, get some sit down here. That's but horrible. that's Sometimes. just a little secret. Child. Well, you got to put ass out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get some sit down. Shout out need to the
0: Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: no, uh, girl, Sag me and a fuck, fo- honey. Listen. Um, mm-hmm. shout out to Lord Commander. <laughs> He says, it's something strange about a pick Misha that hasn't been picked yet. Mm-hmm. They tend to be holding out for top men as well. Oh, Lord, command high bit. five to you. Ooh. Because I was going to say, um, you do have pick Mishas that have not been picked. So uh, is there a real big difference in a pick Misha that hasn't been picked or in a woman that doesn't want to be picked, so to speak? Mm. Quote unquote. Because even though they say they don't want to be picked, I think they want to be picked too. Um, shout out to Snuggle668 again. Are men polygamous by nature or they or are they monogamous by nature? And what is a woman's nature?
0: Well, mm. uh, that's a good question. I'm polygamous. Snuggles. Uh I remember on our last show, I don't know who it was, but was it oh the black wizard, I think. He talks about how he, you know, felt some type of way about the fact that some men on the panel were kind of using that as an excuse to engage in, you know, or to to excuse, you know, poor behavior or not um, remain faithful. I don't think that. Um, I think that is a bit of a misnomer that men are polygamous by nature. However. If you, you know, your person decides that, you know, if you decide that you don't want to be monogamous, that polygamy is what will work for you. I don't knock that. I just feel like you should not be deceitful in, um, you know, entering into relationships with people. You know, let us let I know. No, oh, I'm no, not okay. trying to be with just one woman.
1: Okay, let's get Dennis up in here. Dennis, what's going on, brother? Hey Dennis.
4: Hey, what's good, this is George? Concrete roads, what's so, up, Joe? Hey. What's up?
5: Hey hey, up? yeah. Uh, I, I had to uh, I had to hop on a panel because I think I heard Concrete Rose saying something ridiculous like uh you know uh, white women <laughs> oh, or in, in other words, white women are afraid of <laughs> The black women because they're trying to hold you back and oppress pressure. I look, man, white women ain't tripping you uh, White, white women ain't, they they ain't, they ain't playing
1: you That's we not what I'm saying. No, Dennis, have you been that's, with an assortment that's, of white women?
5: That's not what I said. Uh, sister George, Concrete Roads. I've I've been with over uh at least a hundred white women. you so, I mean, oh okay. Dennis, that's Dennis, what I'm saying. Dennis, so, I'm so when I, well, a lot of times when I say stuff, I'm I'm not saying it to. I'm actually just saying it based off of my experience. I mean, I've I been, with, I've been with that white women are of 20, scared of black women. women.
0: That's not what I was saying. I was talking about systemically white people systemic, have created a system to oppress black people as a whole, to, to uh, minimize their excellence, to continue to steal from them, to continue to appropriate everything that they do uh, and profit off of it because they don't want the world to know about our greatness. I was not talking oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah, women yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. And black black yeah. women. No, yeah, yeah. Concrete roads. I, I get that. But here's the thing, we over that. You know, we we over it. well, I mean, let's be honest. Some some people ain't over the whole slavery and but, you know, but we oh, gotta move over on it. Here. So well, now we.
0: I am not over it and I will never move on. But well, what well, were you gonna
5: well, say? Well here's the, well, here's the thing, I, I get that, you know, like there are gonna be a lot of people, but I guess as a man, one of the things I realized is, you know, uh nobody's gonna come save me. You know i can i can complain about right. i need reparations and slavery and all of this stuff but at the end of the day you know if, if they wanted to give us reparations if they wanted to help the black community they, they would have done that by now so you know i just think that a lot of people just got to get over it and say okay like you know us see that to
0: reparations, they, want us to have. they want us to have that yeah, mindset. Yeah. oh let's just give it up and get over so it we need to fight for
5: it yeah but but here's the thing i guess i guess what i'm trying to say concrete rose what I'm trying to say is, is is if we still like you know are in that sort of mindset of that mentality that's just enforcing the victimhood,
0: you know, come save me mentality. And, and you're, it's you're, really not. You guys again. want to say that in order to shame people from being conscious minded, but it hasn't. It hasn't made a victim out of me. I have an extremely successful career. I have a wonderful house. I live very, very nicely. So I'm not like living in but I can still acknowledge the wrongdoings of white people and talk about oppression and have these discussions and then you know work on solutions. But it, that doesn't mean that I'm waiting to be saved. I'm i'm pretty
5: good over here no no no, concrete road that, that's not what i'm saying i mean i get that you you're doing you're doing pretty good for yourself i'm doing pretty good for myself too i'm just saying that you know from what i've what i've been hearing about this space like you know and some of the comments and stuff i'm seeing is is that still leads to you know the, the victim mentality And and at the end of the day you know nobody's going to come to save us so that's all i'm trying to say um i kind of wanted to sort of bring the discussion back over to this whole um uh this whole women need to compete thing and also the fact that um a lot of guys are are, they said they're red pill, but they don't really understand female nature so we gotta what's up
1: okay so let me read the super chat first shout out to black wizard um he says the nature of men doesn't matter if you think men have free will. If you believe men have the ability to choose, then they are responsible for the decision to cheat, not their genetics or science. Oh, Black Wizard. Good point. Um, So when it comes down to competing, so men would want women to compete because men, I feel like, you have a lot of men that want to be those players that want to have all these top men doing the same things that um, these women do for uh, select men. So when men say they want women to compete, I actually feel like if the numbers are three to one, and you know, and it's on the man men have more to choose from than women so if you're telling women to compete for you and you actually have more options than they do then it's, it's like you're trying to put yourself in a better position as opposed to um actually being with the woman you actually just want these women to uh do whatever whatever and um dennis they said are you in the studio making a beat are you coming back from the war or the windshield
5: white and uh, hey, hey, sorry about that i'm actually driving right now it's actually raining pretty bad so i got the winter wipers on so um but i just had to get in here because uh i just had a couple things i gotta say yeah it's the windshield wipers but uh i actually agree with you sister george and i'm actually going to take it a little a step further um hold on let me turn these windshield wipers down <laughs> uh yeah so here's the thing um the reason why this whole competing narrative is not going to work is simply because. Um, my bad, the reason why this whole competing, uh, narrative isn't going to work, especially for women, is because it's not in a woman.
0: Why are you turning them windshield wipers down?
5: Oh, no, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, but here's the thing uh, it's about this whole competition thing. And this is what guys got to get to the head. It's not in a woman's <laughs> nature to compete because, um, first of all, it's men that actually go out and compete, but also competition, um, takes a woman out of her feminine energy and a lot of women outside of their feminine energy with that man it feels very Good uncomfortable point. for them this is exactly why you'll see a woman and even if a guy is an eight or a nine or even a 10 in her um her hide, she she'll she won't go up and talk to him because competing and competition and putting yourself out there for a woman is scary it's the man's uh, job and it's the man's responsibility to do that and this is how um I know that um, a lot of men just aren't really understanding the truth, the true nature, especially of a feminine woman. is not to go out there and compete and to put herself out there in front of the man. It's to make herself as appealing as possible. And then the man is, is supposed to take the
0: first step in most cases. Yes, have I had, yes. um,
5: have I had um, some women who, who have um, uh, uh, got my number from their friends and texted me? Yeah. I've only had two of those in my life. And I've, I've approached at least six, 7,000 women. So it's extremely, Dang. extremely rare. Like an dating coach, you should in a What the
2: heck?
5: Well, here's the thing. I I was actually going to open up my own channel. I'm, I'm thinking about doing that in 2021, but but um,
2: you should. It's you good money, Oh yeah, wait, oh,
0: yeah.
5: oh yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not in a woman's nature to do that. It, a, a a woman, she, she she may she may throw what AMS calls <laughs> is, uh, choosing signals. She may dress up very very nice. She may even take the first step. And she may even go and talk to the guy, but she, um, it, it, uh, for for a guy, if you think that approaching a woman is nerve wracking, for her that experience is at least tenfold. It is at least tenfold. She feels tenfold what you're feeling in that moment, and also a lot of women, um, rejection for a lot of women is actually, um, uh, you know, a lot more. How to say? Uh, it can be a lot more painful for her because. If a woman goes and approaches a man and he says no, what what that says to her is, is, is saying that it's you're losing out on an option. This guy doesn't want to mate with you. This guy doesn't um, see you as valuable. So, again, it's a, a lot I of this goes agree. back to the man no. sort of being the initiator. It, 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 that, that's what masculinity okay. is. Masculinity doesn't wait for choosing signals. Masculinity doesn't um, want a girl to go and compete for them first. As a man, you're supposed to go out there and you're mm-hmm. supposed to compete. If that means putting yourself in front of 10, 20 women, you, that, that's your responsibility. You're going to go do that because at the end of the day, yeah. unless you're um, an athlete, unless you're um, a movie star, like a Brad Pitt, 99.9999% of the time, you're going to um, do much better going out and talking to women versus waiting for women to come to you. So that's all I got to say on that. That's um, like
0: good shout point, out Dennis. to Uh Go ahead,
1: Penny. Shout out to Brother David Johnson for the super chat. He says, scared to compete equals insecurity. Oh, um, Brother David, I'm not. Go- well, this is how I look at it, too. And I was thinking about that. So what I've noticed is women will compete for each compete with each other um for whatever kind of power but they may not necessarily compete for the attention of a man um but it, like the man generally is gonna like the softer feminine more feminine woman anyway but you do have the occasion to where the man likes the woman a bit rougher and he likes a fighter mm-hmm. he likes a uh, rougher woman so um that's interesting
0: yeah. because i think that dennis was right on the money i I think that women are not made to face rejection um, in, in the same way that men have grown accustomed to facing rejection. I think that you think that we see men going postal because they're rejected. I think that it would be 10 times worse if women were like, you know, constantly competing for the attention of men. I completely agree that women absolutely show choosing signals. I am as hard as it may be to believe. I'm rather shy. So if I smile, that's uh, as much as you're going to get me or i'll wave and i'm extremely friendly and approachable but i'm not going over to you or sending a drink to your table you know to, to get your attention but i think as far as what Brother david johnson said of course he's gonna feel like that because you won't send want a, a to drink to a man's, man's table? table no i don't do that no he oh
1: girl you know no, why you should send me nah. a, a drink to a man's yeah. table Listen, and this is just young gang for uh, for young chicks now. Uh, if you still club age what? and if you got it like that, right? You send drinks to a man's table or send like a bottle of wine or some shit like that. Because they'll usually end up paying for like you and all your friends like the whole tab if you send something cheap over there. Because most women won't oh, do it. Girl, but that's personally, some young gang.
0: I've never done that. But I think that David Johnson, his comment, was because he is self-centered and he wants to fit his his ego to be fed so he wants women to compete for him but i I, I find it kind of interesting that in the space you hear men saying that black women don't want to compete that the black women don't want to compete. But at the same time, they talk about black women needing to be more in touch with their femininity. I do think Ooh. competition Ooh. is a trait that is closer associated with masculinity. So, do you want us to be in our femininity? Do you want it to be like you know a, a, a traditional situation where you're courting us, or do you want us competing on the open market and you know coming up to you like, hey, yo, what's like? How do you want it? You can't have it both ways. You got to make up. Your well, mind. I, think I think that um.
1: But this is the way I think men are saying that you should be competing. Um, I think men are saying that you should, you should uh, look good. You should make the best effort to look good. You should make the best effort to stay in shape. You should make the best effort to be in your feminine frame, and I think that that's how men are saying no, that women no, should no. be competing.
0: No, I've heard men in this space, Obsidian says all the time that women should compete and approach men, that women should be... And I've heard actually <laughs> kept saying the same thing, that women
5: Hold
4: should on, be let, approaching let, men.
0: Let me say this
1: real quick. Because I think... Um, if, if a woman approaches a man, so let's say you're out at a bar and you see a guy that you like, um, if you stare at a man for three full seconds, look him in his eyes for three full seconds, look away, um, you don't necessarily have to walk over to a man to... Um, Let him, to send him choosing signals. Oh, yeah. Now, sending, choosing signals and actually approaching him is too, and and then to be honest with you, if you approach a man, you don't necessarily have to approach him and flirt with him and ask him for his number. You can approach a man and um, have a conversation and not be...
0: Um, but you know, what I, I'll spend choosing signals all day. I'm, I'm extreme, like I'm very friendly, and like once you approach and stuff. But I'm not going to approach you. That's it, just not in my nature. But, uh, so that, you
1: ain't uh, gonna drop the uh quarter on the floor and bend over and be like, "Hey, big no, boy." <laughs> no, absolutely
0: not. No, um, uh, I, I no, that's not me. But who's oh, that? Yeah. Uh, Dennis, or black wizard. I'm trying to time in. Uh, War hey, uh,
1: me- Commander. Uh, pump and dump is rejection for women. It absolutely is. Um, it's heartbreaking. Go hey,
5: ahead, Dennis. I'm actually Dennis. about to get back off. I um, uh, I'm okay. actually about to get off. I just want to say this this last thing. If you can pull up, um, from what Shred said, Shred said um something along the lines of what Demi- what Dennis said is the exact opposite of what Kevin Samuel said. Interesting. Yeah. What a lot of people don't understand is this, is Kevin Samuel's audience is um, typically women who are single mothers over the hill. They're looking to sort of cash out of the market. They're not at their highest sexual value. So mm. this is what god got to understand. Again, those women, aren't, those women aren't necessarily, they, they want the alpha male, but Kevin Samuel's audience is for women who are essentially, let's just be honest, they're, they're settling for the best deal that they can get. The, the, the A woman when she's twenty one, twenty three twenty four she still wants the fairy tale. She still wants to be at the grocery store. she still wants like you know the Campbell soup to drop and then that that nine or ten picks it up and they, they still want the love story. So again, you gotta understand that there's there's a difference between the alpha and the beta mindset. and that's one and that's one of the things that again when when this whole women need to compete for men. That's usually when the woman isn't at her sexual peak. That's that's usually when she has a has a kid. She's like, Ooh. you know, damaged, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we just gotta be honest about it though. So there's a difference. A lot of women, when they're younger, they still want that love story. They still want they still want to be just shopping at the mall and this guy comes up to them, and he's hot and he's attractive. They they still want that love Unless story. They Unless
0: they all make that, that, that that city girls.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's but what they want. So for you, so, the most part. Right. So, yeah, reality. so that's the thing. There's a difference. There's a difference between alpha males and beta males. And this is the last thing I got to say. I'm, I'm really getting tired of hearing these same sort of arguments of like, you know, for example, uh, Obsidian says, like, you know, what what do I get? Like, you know, I, I, I've been a good guy. I, I come to the I, I, I've been doing right for the last 50 years. What do I get? Again, every, every OK, every man pays. Okay, the alpha male pays by having swag, by going to the gym, by looking good. By That's his currency. A beta male has to pay with their currency of actual money, um, actual compensation. Again, there are two different kinds of men. If you want to take the alpha approach, hit the gym, look good, get your style on, hit up Kevin Samuels for a fashion consultation. And dress good. If you wanna do the beta male, go to school, be a nice guy. To, that that's the thing. But here's the thing. You gotta you gotta pick which side you're gonna be on. If you wanna be a if you wanna be on the quote unquote the beta side, I'm not saying you're a beta male, but beta is more of a beta and alpha are more mentalities than anything. If you wanna take a beta mentality of the game, don't be compla- don't don't whine or complain when um uh when you're not getting the genuine authentic lust that women are giving alpha men. I am I'm, I'm again, these, these, these arguments have been coming in for like the last year and they're not going anywhere. If you want women to compete for you, then they're probably going to compete for you when they're over the hill and stuff like that. A lot of the times, if you're just going to be honest, you're just going to have to go out there. You're going to have to take your L's. You're going to have to talk to 10, 15 women in a week. And you just gonna have to just go through it. You're just gonna have to just get better. You're just gonna have to develop yourself into an, an alpha male. And this is and this and this is another thing. And this is the last thing I gotta say, the feminism movement was the biggest shit test ever given to men, and men failed the shit. And the reason why men failed the feminist the feminist shit test is because a lot of men just frankly gave up. They're just like, okay, I'm tired. I don't want to compete. Women should compete for me because I'm lazy. I don't want to get out there. I don't want to improve let's just be honest that a lot of guys are just out here complaining you know so for for a guy like me who's actually into getting better i'm cleaning up and for guys who are actually in in the growth mindset they're cleaning up and I'm, I'm gonna tell you guys the best way you're gonna get better at your game the best way to get better at game right now is to actually do the shit in person too many people are online tinder is flooded bumbles flooded hinges is flooded the, if, if y'all actually want to get real results, go out here and just talk to three women a day. I guarantee you. Because uh, a, a lot of people pastor. understand this too. When you're actually out in public, when you actually meet that woman, when you actually approach her, you're setting yourself, just by going up and talking to her, you're setting yourself a part of the 90 to 95% of guys she would have met online because most guys don't have the balls to do that. So that's all I got to say. Uh, mm, I'm out. Good point.
0: Thank you, Dennis. We appreciate you, as always, coming and dropping your perspective and giving us some other things to think about as it relates to the topic. Black Wizard, what's up? What, what you got hey, on the topic?
4: What's up, Black
2: Wizard? Hello. I'm um, sorry, I don't have my name. So if there's an echo, that's what's going on. But, um, yeah, so uh, on the topic, I guess, I'm just... Um, I don't know. I th- I think um I stand a little bit on um, your you guys's uh point of view, or at least concrete Rose, when she said them um, that don't really agree with either one of the particular ideologies. I mean, I know a lot of I think a lot of guys in um, in the Redfield spaces tend to talk about uh um you know, the pick me's and things like that as a, uh, almost as a compliment. But um, I think that's just coming from a place where they don't, like, we don't really see a lot of cooperation in the first place. So, um, you know, then jumping to the opposite extreme uh, seems to be the best thing. Or maybe the idea of pick me for a man is a little, or for men in the space is a little different than the idea from pick me's like on the channels like chrissy's and things like that um because pick me tends to be this really extreme kind of almost self-sacrificing uh person that uh you know gives more uh it's it's almost like it's almost like uh it's like if there was a simp for women that would be that would be what uh pick me would be um like Sacrificing at the expense of your self-respect, um, like, and I, I don't agree. I don't think anybody should be doing that um, uh, because I, I understand how detrimental that can be. So, uh, I think the the uh, backdrops of the sisterhood is a little obvious, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the uh, backdrops of the pick me uh, ideology is uh, I think could be stated a little more. Uh, with a little more emphasis too.
0: Excuse me. Um I agree, Black Wizard. I find it interesting though that um Oh my gosh! Um, Hold on one second. There was somebody's comment that I wanted to address, but um, we also got—I got a fun comment. We got super chat from Laura Commander. He says, "Self help for men: improve yourself. Self help for women: girl, he should take you as you are. Women improve for everything except a man." Laura Commander, I can't argue with that. Uh, I can't argue with that at all. I think you definitely have a point. Um. But that goes back to the accountability factor that we constantly talk about in this space as it relates to Black women. Black women don't hold other Black women accountable, um, which relates to the sisterhood, uh, which we talked about in our um, opening, in our our, uh, intro. Now I got to find my comment, sorry. Um, Oh, I think this is it. Nope. Okay, Uh, anyways, I'll I'll come back to it. But um, I do think that um, I've heard constantly in this space, and I don't know if it relates just to the fact that the women are uh, over a certain age, but I've heard men in this space constantly say that women need to compete. And they're talking about, like, literally compete for a man. They've used examples of women of other cultures and other races competing that they've been in places where women of other races have been approaching and, you know, there were Black women in the room and they kind of huddled together in a group kind of staring looking cross-eyed at the other women who were approaching. Um, And I don't think that, let me not personalize it because Thundercat in the chat talking about I personalize everything, but um, I don't think that black women, and I said this earlier, um, are, are are typically ones to compete. I think that um, not not compete openly like that. I think, of course, you know, women. If you see a man that you like, you're gonna you're gonna you know do the whole choosing signals thing. You're gonna give him the eye. You'll walk past more times than necessary. Have to go to the bathroom five times in a night. You know. Um, You know, smile, flash, flash a smile at them, staring longer than necessary, things of that nature. But just to openly approach, I don't think that that is typically something that we are accustomed to. Um, Traditionally, women were the ones that were being courted. You know, men were the ones who showed their interest. Um, It's okay to. And, and, you know, if, if your thing is to openly walk up and approach men and compete in that way, that's your thing. But I think for most women, uh, we would just rather, uh, you know, show kind of subtle signs that, you know, we're interested without just walking up directly to men. The funny thing is, um, I know men, and actually, my fiance is um, from the Northeast, and he would talk about how women would approach in the Northeast, <laughs> excuse me and even like in new york and stuff and like how aggressive they are so it's like i don't know if and maybe it's a certain type of man um i don't know if men want women women approaching them in the same way that a man would approach a woman like hey you know what's up like can i get your number like the same way that a man would approach a woman i don't know what would be an appropriate way for a, a woman who you're seeing, maybe shopping in a grocery store or something, who's interested in you, um, to approach that wouldn't come off as being too assertive or too pushy?
2: Um, I think uh, guys in the uh, the the like Generation Z and and stuff like that are, will probably be a little more receptive to women approaching in that way. Um, I mean, I've been on, I, I know, you know, Reddit. You know, oh, I'm sorry. No, no problem. Uh, I know Reddit is a really biased, like, uh, forum, you know, that leans, like, yeah. uh, but there, you'd be surprised at the amount of uh, men and women talking on, on in that space about, uh, or especially men in, like, the relationship forums talking about how they wish uh, more women would approach and uh, congratulating each other about women. Uh, Black
0: approaching
2: men them. are saying this
0: on Reddit? You know. Men of all. You know what's
1: interesting? um So I actually kind of did like a little study, my own little study. And what I've heard from men when they say women have approached them, that these women usually have a lot of different issues um, I've heard that women that approach and are aggressive can be cra- a little bit on the crazy side. So I, I just find it real interesting because on one hand, um, and this is guys who, who generally have a lot of women approach them, they say they actually don't prefer to be approached um, because the women do, do generally tend to be on the crazy side. They're a bit aggressive. Um, not as feminine as the women that they have to chase. So I also think that's interesting.
0: Mm, very, very interesting. Um,
2: uh,
0: mm-hmm. i will um, just be real quick. I think I asked, what do black women do when there are a number of other women who are also, uh, you know, showing choosing signals? Like, what do you do? Um, I'm assuming it's kind of like made the best woman win or whomever he finds uh no honey you
1: know what face. they gonna do concrete you know what, what? they gonna do they'll uh try to keep it neutral with all the women and as long as they're keeping it neutral and hitting them up as friends they can hit most of the girls in the group
0: no but what would he said what will black woman women do not like the black man what will black women do if other women are also showing interest in a man
1: um the alpha woman is still going to go if the women are deemed as beta or uh less aggressive they'll probably back down. Oh. As
0: yeah, soon I as know, they feel threatened by a situation. woman.
1: Yeah, as soon as they feel threatened by the woman um she's usually going to uh probably get a little bit insecure and get somewhere and sit down.
0: I think that ultimately the man, you know, like if if, if five women are showing you choosing signals, you know, it's kind of like okay, whichever one he's attractive. And he's, to, he's probably going gonna to pick the,
1: the most a, attractive.
0: Right, like if he'll, he'll pick the most attractive
1: one, but even but even if it's like a group of attractive women, he's gonna play the uh neutral. So he I can I do
0: think that you're right about that i think that most men i know the question wasn't about men but i think that most men are going to try to find some way to work the room and kind of engage with all the women but mm-hmm. um uh, i think black wizard was trying to time into
2: oh no i was just saying that um the, the concept of uh well at least the uh societal concept of uh Femininity and masculinity aren't really as pervasive um, outside of these spaces as you well aren't really as pervasive as we make them in these spaces. So, like people who you know want asked to be approached, like men who ask, you know, if women will approach. They're not really thinking of it like you know the women the woman's going to be less feminine. They're thinking like you know, um, y'all know they're like. Uh, as the society becomes more industrialized, I think uh, people tend to lean more into the uh, feminism uh, ideology. So they're thinking more like, you know, well, you know, it's really hard for guys to approach. And then there's all the anxiety with that. And there's a lot to be asked of for a man to do that. If a woman could just do that instead of a man doing it, then it would take a lot of pressure off me. And sometimes that would be nice. They're not really thinking about yeah, These seem like yeah.
0: guys who are like not as assertive. This seems yeah, like, that, like guys who are on, you know, like that aren't typically assertive or outgoing.
2: Yeah, that's where society is headed. I think um, most of the guys that, at least that I'm seeing, uh, the younger guys. Um, don't really like so when I said the ideas of societal masculinity and femininity are kind of eroding, that idea yeah, of assertion yeah. is kind of going with it. So, um,
0: um hmm. okay, that's interesting. I guess I don't see so much of that, but I can see how that could be happening. Um, and I see, you know, of examples in, in media that kind of blurs the line of genders um so i could see how that could be happening but i guess in my everyday life i don't necessarily see that i still see men being assertive but and even young males i still see them being assertive um yeah but i could see how that could be happening um yeah and I know that my personal experience does not is not everyone's personal experience, but I guess it's just I'm just saying that to say that it's not something that I really noticed. Um, yeah, but that's interesting.
1: Um. Well, that concludes today's show. Um. Anybody have any final thoughts?
4: Well, uh, I have some final thoughts. Uh- the thing about the uh, nature of a man, masculinity is active but dynamic. The nature of a woman and feminine, femininity is uh, still a receptor. So in essence, sooner or later, you're going to have to approach if you want to be acknowledged as a as a man that's a, a servant on this game. I mean, that's mm. the thing. Your, uh, your authenticity determines your level of swag.
0: Okay, hmm. your authenticity, uh, of, the term of, is your
4: level of swag.
0: Okay, okay, well, um, well thank you. So thank,
2: thank you. Yeah, well, um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, um, I'm so on the topic of knees versus um. Versus the sisterhood. I, I just think that, um, I think that either like if, when we choose like these, I guess, ideological kind of stances, um, it's kind of like picking your poison, you know, uh, they, they both come with very major drawbacks. Like, I think a lot of the idea behind uh, Pick Me, um, at least from my observation, is that if you do these things and kind of Concede to these things that you will be more likely to um, get a man, I guess. Um, and but I guess the um, the drawback of that is that you lose a whole lot of self respect because you're doing whatever you think it takes, uh, and, and maybe even morals. So like you 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 don't even have any real ethics. You don't really stand on anything because you're just going to do whatever it takes to no- get noticed. Um, and um while you're doing that it's not uh it, it's not very conducive for your own uh men, for your own mental health you you won't even know where you stand uh, on the sisterhood I mean we talk about that all the time so uh, I don't think there's really any need to <laughs> elaborate on uh, the thing, the drawbacks or the uh the drawbacks at least of the sisterhood but I guess for the for the positive things if you've got a community of people that are looking out after looking out after you, I guess, presumably anyway. So 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 there's that. Um, But I think when we choose any either of these ideologies, we have to really think about uh, is that is that really you? You know what I mean? Like um, we take on these personalities through these, you know, ideas that we think are are, you know, who we're supposed to be. But we end up hurting each other and ourselves, mostly ourselves in the process. And I think that uh, the pygmies or people who, you know, fight hard for the sisterhood or feminism or whatever ideology could benefit from taking a long hard look at what they believe is that ideology and see how much more it's harming you than it is doing you any good.
1: Okay well thank, thank you, you so much black wizard um concrete um so after we end this stream i want to go live and do um something a little bit different i'm gonna yeah, ask the same question that I,
0: go ahead
1: i was gonna say i was gonna ask the same question that i asked on facebook and I just thought it would be interesting to do a bit of a, a short show right after this one, because this one didn't really grab me like I thought it was. Okay, just... let's
0: talk about this off the air. I just want to go ahead and say really quickly that, um, first off, thank you to everybody who participated. Um, thank you to everybody who came up and timed in on the topic. Um, I... Um, thought that it was a interesting topic um, we did kind of um, we did kind of steer away from um, the original premise of the topic but that often happens so you know what else is new um, personally as it relates to the topic of women, Black women competing. Um, I think that number one, Black women should do what works for them. Um, I am traditional. I believe that, you know, we can't argue about the Black community being a matriarchy, but we're wanting women to step up and, you know, um, be more assertive and be, uh, express certain characteristics that would traditionally be tied to that of a man. Uh, so I think that it's kind of backwards to say that, you know, now uh, it's almost like saying now the women need to be doing the courting and I can't subscribe to that, but I think that you know, you know if what you're doing is working for, for you, then continue doing that, ladies. Um, as it relates to Pickneys versus the sisterhood, I don't think that uh, in our goal was not to say that there's one that's any better than the other to be completely honest i'm an advocate for being your own woman i think that being too much of any of it being too much of a pick me can be um can have an adverse effect on um you know one's life and of course you know being steeped in the sisterhood can certainly affect you negatively as well um I think that, you know, I certainly believe in male leadership. I believe in acquiescing to my man's leadership. I believe in, you know, um, subscribing to uh, ideologies that ensure that, you know, he's the head of the home and I am, you know, believe in submission and all those other wonderful things that would be attached to that mindset. But at the same time, I have my own thoughts. Um, I would not ever, uh, want to be an echo chamber. I would not ever want to feel as though I'm subjugated or my opinions don't matter, or that I have to pretend to, um, be, uh, Pretend to subscribe to a mindset that um, I don't subscribe to. So I, I'm not advocating for one over the other, and that wasn't the uh, intention of our show. Um, we did highlight the extremes on the side of the sisterhood and the side of Pick-me's, um just to um, you know have a dialogue around you know the extreme sides, but like I said, that we've seen and I've seen personally variations of some of the responses that we've given. And that's kind of what birthed those responses. So it's not far-fetched to hear some of the responses that we um, talked about tonight as it relates to some of those topics. And uh, I think that's all I got pretty much. Um, Again, thank you for everybody who came up on the panel. Thanks for those who super chatted us in the chat. And that's all I got. All
1: right. Um, Shout out to everybody who came through. Agon, give me my damn wrench back. And thank you so much for everybody who um, super chatted, who um, came up on the panel and everybody who came through in the chat. Really, really, really appreciate you guys. And that's about it. Um, So you guys have a good night and uh, we'll see you back here in a little bit. We're out.
0: Hey. stay up here.